Thanks for tuning in to the Hearing Now podcast, where we take an in-depth look at sound, our ears, and your overall hearing health. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Hearing Now podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Taddy, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about TV dialogue and why it can be so difficult for us to understand what is actually said. So many people struggle with hearing the television. It is one of the top complaints that I hear. And what happens when you can't hear is, firstly, it is not enjoyable. Many people will be stuck using closed captioning. You may ask others around you what is said. You might have the TV super loud, which can bother other family members, other neighbors. And in many of those cases where you have it turned up so loud, you still can't hear all that well either. One of the worst things we do is uh, we try and fake it. And we pretend like we heard what was said or what other people say. And uh, again, that just leads back to not being a, a very enjoyable situation. This is a very serious problem as most of the population watches six plus hours of television per day. Six plus hours. Now, there are many different things that can cause this problem. One of the most common reasons that people struggle to hear the television is hearing loss. Nearly 50 million Americans live with hearing loss, and that number is predicted to keep going up in the coming years. Now, the most common type of hearing loss is known as presbycusis, which affects the high frequencies. High frequencies are responsible for the clarity of speech. That's where all of the consonants and the harmonic information lie, such as the S's and the T's that really give us that cue for clarity. So when we have a hearing loss that affects these higher frequencies, it's going to make it that much harder for us to hear the television. Another underlying reason why television is getting increasingly harder for us to understand has to do with the production value and the production quality of TV programs and commercials. Now, many TV programs and commercials, the recording is done inside a studio where there is lots and lots of control and lots of options to expand the sound stage to make it sound as interesting as possible. Now, one example of this is called Foley recordings in post-production. Now, this all started around a sound effects artist named Jack Foley, and he pioneered this technique of recreating a lot of the sounds that you'll see in a video inside a studio. So let's kind of recreate that right now so you can understand exactly what I mean. So let's say we're watching a video of me walking down a city street on a nice, beautiful sunny day. I'm going to keep talking because in this video I'm talking so you hear my voice, but what we're going to do inside the studio then is we're going to start adding in some of those other sound effects. So since I'm on a city street, why don't we have some kind of road noise in the background to make it seem realistic. So let's say a car just drove by in the video and we want to kind of accentuate that to make the video seem more of like the hustle and bustle of a city maybe some footsteps since I am walking, and then to tie it all together, let's add music. Before you know it, we have a very realistic, immersive sounding video, but it becomes harder and harder for us to actually understand what is said. And end scene.
as digital audio has grown and the production quality of shows has grown, this has become more and more the expectation. But hopefully you can see very quickly where even if the dialogue is there, it gets lost and covered up or masked by all this other information. Ironically enough, it's added to make things sound realistic with explosions and again, just to be immersive, but what it does for the most part is kind of cover up that speech and make it more difficult for us to hear. Another issue comes down to how they process speech and these sound effects. Their goal is to make it larger than life so it sounds, again, really immersive and the effect of you sitting inside a movie theater where you can feel the explosions, it puts you in the person's shoes. Another cause for this problem is how televisions are designed. They are as thin as possible. Speakers, therefore, are generally an afterthought because they have to be as thin as possible. And also because they're flat screens that are sometimes less than an inch thick, the speakers are facing the back towards your wall. So that should really help illustrate the sound isn't even coming towards you. It is coming out of the back of the TV, bouncing off the wall, and then hopefully eventually squiggling around and getting to the point where you can hear that sound as well. Another cause for this problem has to do with the physical room that we are sitting in and watching television. We are commonly sitting pretty far away from our TVs. On average, it's certainly more than 10 feet. Now, you can imagine if you were communicating with someone, you wouldn't want to be 10 feet away from them. You'd want to be a few feet away. That's normally where we stand in communication. So as you get further away from that source you're trying to hear, it's just going to be more and more difficult. So it can really be an uphill battle when our TVs are not designed to keep speech clear. And then we have sounds from other rooms like the kitchen or a washing machine making it even harder. And these rooms are not designed for sound or very uncommonly are our family rooms and living rooms actually designed for listening. And together all of these issues, if there's hearing loss, the production quality of TV programs and commercials, the design of our televisions not being to optimize speech clarity, and then also our rooms not being designed for sound reproduction. All of these kind of make this package where it can be very difficult for us to understand what is said. So as always, let's talk about what are some things that we can actually do to make this better. And there are some very viable options out there. To address the first issue of hearing loss, you can always look into different amplification devices tailored to your individual needs. Now, these could very easily be hearing aids. That's a whole other topic that I don't want to get into in this episode, but as I'm sure you're familiar with, many hearing aids, medically researched hearing aids, require you to visit an audiologist, receive a hearing test, and then have the hearing device programmed for you based on your hearing needs. And some of these hearing aid companies do make, most of them will make proprietary devices for the television. And what I mean by that is, if you already have hearing aids or if you look into getting hearing aids, there are streaming devices from the same companies that you could connect to your television and then it will stream that audio straight into your hearing aids, which can be a very, very nice solution. I also see many people reaching towards sound bars to help with sound quality or dialogue, speech understanding. And while these can help, they do not address all of those main causes that we were discussing. Sound bars are still commonly designed to make sound sound larger than life. 
And this is very, very common across the board with audio gear. And what I mean by this is most producers of audio equipment, whether it be speakers, headphones, they focus on the very low frequencies, and then they focus on the very, very high frequencies. And what it does is it makes things sound really up in your face, where you can feel the explosions, the voice sounds nice and boomy, the sound effects are crystal clear. Unfortunately, the frequencies that are needed for speech clarity lie right between those two peaks in the lows and the highs. So when companies design their televisions, their 5.1 surround sound systems, soundbars, to give you that larger-than-life sound, they're still not giving you that speech clarity. And even worse, they're boosting the other frequencies, which can, again, cover it up on you. So those soundbars might sound like a great solution. They are not inherently going to fix this issue. Even some of the soundbars that have speech clarity programs on them don't always fix the issue. And there are a couple of reasons for this. Again, your speaker is all the way across the room. Soundbars generally sit right below your television, so you are still pretty far away from that. Think of holding on a conversation with someone who's across the room. It is less than ideal. Personally, I have never really found any of these soundbar settings or television speech settings to make all that much of a difference. There are some wireless headphones that can resolve a few of the issues that we've discussed. Now, these will require you to connect a base to your television that will stream signal wirelessly and directly to a pair of headphones that you can then wear while watching TV. And these can be fantastic devices because they solve that issue of distance and they put the sound directly to your ears. So you don't have to worry about room acoustics. You don't have to worry about extra echoes and reverberation from the space that you're sitting in. Now, the drawbacks of these are, one, they do have to be recharged generally. They can be pretty uncomfortable if you've ever worn headphones for prolonged periods of time. And another key issue that I find is it hurts communication. Now, if you're sitting in a room with other family members or a spouse, it can be tricky to hold on a conversation because you won't be able to hear them all that well. So while they can definitely fix the distance issue, put the sound directly in your ears, they also have their own drawbacks. Another product out there that I've seen to help with this issue are a line of wireless speakers. Now, similar to the headphones, these will connect to your television with a little box that plugs into an audio output, and then you put this wireless speaker as close as possible to you. Many times these are also rechargeable, so you'll have to worry about plugging them in and keeping them recharged. And while these don't plug up your ears like headphones do, they can certainly offer you that crisper, clear sound because it's not having to travel all the way across the room. The sound is just coming from the speaker that's hopefully only a few feet away from you. The main drawback of this style of device is that other people in the room can still be bothered by that extra sound coming from the speaker. A really easy, cheap solution or way to assist with understanding TV dialogue better is to use closed captioning. And again, there can be many struggles with soundbars, wireless headphones, wireless speakers, where closed captioning, I find many people still using that even when they do have these other devices. 
So don't hesitate to turn closed captioning on as that can really help you. Another option worth your while, and again, I mentioned that I have not had luck with this, but that's not to say that on a different television it wouldn't be helpful. But many TVs do come with different settings on them. So you can always try setting them more for speech perception. They might have a speech clarity setting. You can also search through the settings for an EQ or an equalizer. And in this, you can try boosting mid and high frequencies to hopefully bring back some of that clarity so the TV isn't just focusing on the low and the high frequencies. So with regard to the production of these TV programs and movies, there's nothing that we can really do to undo that. It's just industry standards. The same can be said for the TV design. So that leaves us looking for alternative devices that can reproduce sound more appropriately for us. An area where we do have some control, though, is room acoustics. I can give you a couple points here. An easy one is to try and move closer to the television. Again, if you're in a conversation with someone, you don't want to be talking to them from across the room. So if you can move yourself as close as possible to the TV, you'll be getting more of that direct sound from the TV and less of the sound bouncing around the room that can interfere and make it more difficult for you to understand clearly. If your room has more of a reflective quality to it, and what I mean by that, if you think of a gymnasium or a washroom, how there are all those extra sound reflections that give it kind of a, a reverberation, if your room is approaching that sound, there are a few really easy things you can do to help bring down some of those reflections. So right away, what you can do is move yourself as close as possible to the television. Now, this could mean just scooting your chair closer, moving your TV stand closer, and this can really make a difference. Now, many of these rooms that we listen in also have lots of reflective surfaces. It could be a hardwood floor, straight drywall, and sound is going to bounce around inside a room just like light bounces around inside of a mirror maze. So it can be very difficult for us to understand speech when we have all these interfering reflections. And your goal will be to improve the amount of absorption that you have in your room. Now, you don't necessarily have to go out and purchase a bunch of really expensive acoustic treatment. Any cloth material, whether it be pillows, drapes, blankets, a rug on the floor, all of those can be really helpful absorbers to reduce the strength of those reflections so you can understand speech a little bit more clearly. A couch in of itself, a lazy boy, all of these are going to help absorb sound for you. If you were someone who wanted to pursue acoustic treatment, there are lots of options out there. Now, you can hire an acoustician and they will come analyze the room and give you recommendations. But there are also plenty of companies out there that offer room analysis and recommendations completely for free. And it can be as easy as sending them a picture of your room and then they'll get back to you with some recommendations. So if you'd like to hear any of those recommendations, feel free to send me an email at thehearingnowpodcast at gmail.com. I have worked with some of those companies and they have been very helpful for me in my environments. So hopefully you found this helpful. Again, if you have any questions, any thoughts, please email me at thehearingnowpodcast at gmail.com. There are plenty of different options out there and everyone's struggles are generally a little bit different. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Hearing Now podcast and stay tuned for our next episode. Have questions or ideas for new content? Drop us a line at the Hearing Now podcast at gmail.com.